the metaverse, crypto, blockchain. WTF is an NFT anyway. And what has this got to do with video marketing? Well, buckle in, my friend. Web3 is coming and the impact on our industry will certainly be felt. All this and more in today's episode. Let's do this. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and it's my role to help engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing strategy. This is episode 242, and I'm glad that you're back. This is a great episode. You're gonna love what we're gonna dive into today. You see, about 2018, maybe 2019, I first started paying a little bit of attention to this thing called the blockchain. It didn't make a lot of sense to me at the time, but I'm usually keen to understand new technology. So I jumped in and I tried to make sense of what I could. I even bought a little bit of Bitcoin back when it was around three to $4,000. And today I think it's over like $50,000, but that was it though, back then to 2018, 19. I didn't really do much more. I just kind of ticked along and left the little bit of Bitcoin that I bought just sitting there and until mid last year. When I first started hearing about this thing called Web3 and non-fungible tokens and people like Gary Vee speaking and speaking about and launching NFTs. And I realized maybe this is something to pay more attention to. What about you? So over the course of this year so far, I've begun and only just really, to realize that there's a big shift coming, right? And this decentralization and blockchain technology it's going to have an impact on, well, everything, including video production and marketing. So that's where I wanted to go with this episode today. And I'm seriously fired up for this conversation that you're about to hear. As I think that regardless of how deep you are right now in this space, the conversation that you're gonna hear today is gonna to open up some new ways of thinking for you. I'm sure of that. And it's gonna to begin to paint a picture of what is about to come. So you don't want to skip this episode. My guest today is not a video marketer. However, he has had lots of experience in using video to market his business over the years. My guest today is actually a trial lawyer and litigator from Orange County in the US. Mitch Jackson calls himself the metaverse lawyer, tongue in cheek, sure, but he enjoys applying his 35 years of practicing law to help and add value to consumers and clients who are doing the digital dance at the intersection of law, business and technology, including the metaverse and Web3. So if you've heard of these Web3 terms before, maybe you've dabbled a bit in crypto or maybe you bought a few NFTs or have dove into some sort of blockchain powered technology, then this interview is going to blow your mind. Okay, enough from me. Let's jump in. All right, g'day, Mitch. Welcome to the show. Ben, it's good to be here. Welcome 
Welcome to Southern California. It's good to see you in, in SoCal. Well, and likewise, welcome to sunny Queensland, Australia. So Ooh, we're doing this virtually, and a lot of what we're going to talk about today is about this idea of shifting into virtual spaces and virtual worlds. But before we kind of blow people's minds with the idea of Web3, Metaverse, NFTs, all that sort of stuff that I kind of hinted at in the introduction, can you give us a quick rundown on, on who you are? Because as I mentioned, you're a, you're a lawyer, which is kind of an interesting thing to kind of bring a lawyer on to talk about this stuff today. So tell us a little bit about your backstory. What got you into the world of Web3 and Metaverse? I've always been interested in technology, um, embracing the internet back in the early 90s. Our first website went up in 95, 96, watching the new clients come in the door, the new relationships that I was able to build globally just because of digital and then when social rolled out. Uh, it made practicing law fun. Uh, as a lawyer, what happens is all the big announcements that everyone sees, that your community sees when it comes to web 2.0 platforms, new technologies, new approaches, um, guess what? Before these people and make these announcements, they're talking to people like me. Okay, we're talking about getting our IP lined up, our contracts. And what I've noticed is being a lawyer in a Web 2 and Web 3.0 space, it gives me access to insights, things that people are working on 6 and 12 months down the line. And all I can tell you, Ben, is with 40 years of being an entrepreneur, 35 years of being a trial lawyer here in Southern California, with all the technology I've watched develop from the fax machine, okay, pre-internet, which is aging myself, but that's how long I've been around, to web browsers that allowed us to access the World Wide Web, if you remember that that's what we used to call it. Fast yeah. forward to today, nothing, and I mean nothing, has gotten the enthusiasm, has gotten my community, my potential clients and clients as excited as what we're going to talk about today when it comes to Web3 and the metaverse. So I think we're watching a dynamic pivot uh, with how people will be communicating and doing business and creating and sharing content. And for all of those reasons, you know, having the lawyer hat on, I think kind of gives me an inside uh, look at to what people are planning on doing 12 months from now. And that's why I'm so darn excited with, with all of these new platforms. And you've also, Mitch, been fairly closely tied up in the world of video marketing. You do a lot of live video, even prior to this thing called Web3 and so on. So can you just give us a, a quick rundown for our video creating audience about your experience sure. in the world of video marketing as well? Sure. Got in very, very early. Uh, I was one of the first lawyers to be on live video. There was a platform called Spreecast. Jeff Floor, who's the co-founder of StubHub, uh, once he sold StubHub, I think it was to eBay, uh, 26, 27 years old, sold it for three or four hundred million dollars. I think he got a little bit bored and he realized back in the day, 2011, 2012, that there wasn't any live video in social media back then. Now, remember, it's a 3G world, so we didn't have the bandwidth to use our phones and tablets for live video. But he created an amazing platform that worked great on desktops and laptops. And they reached out to me and uh, I went ahead and just dived in head first with respect to live video. My friends are, why are you doing this? What if you make a mistake? What if you say something wrong? What are people going to think about you, right? And I kind of balanced all of that out and I've never really cared what other people think about me. And it's a really long story, but I dived into live video and within a couple of weeks, I found myself bent on shows with Katie Kirk and Anderson Cooper, Peter Diamandis, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? These are people I wouldn't have met had I not taken this, this risk. And so 
I just went ahead and wrapped my arms around around live video and tried to uh, build new communities and show the human side of of, uh, of lawyers, of trial lawyers. And, you know, I'm just the guy next door and it's really the best decision I've ever made. It's allowed us to take our brand from local to global. It's allowed me to get on stages around the world, including Tony Robbins Business Mastery in front of thousands of people. And it's allowed me to meet really amazing human beings just like you on the other side of the world. And I guess it's tomorrow in Australia. So I'm ahead of my time having a conversation with you. And that's what I like. I want to be ahead of my time. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks very much for that kind of backstory and, and that grounding of understanding for our listeners onto the value that you can provide us today. So let's talk about this thing that we've mentioned, Web Web 3. Yeah, I think any listeners of this podcast probably by now have heard that idea bounced around in various places, but there's probably still a little bit of a lack of understanding about about the key difference between what what is or what is coming with Web 3 versus what might be called Web 2. Can you just give us just a really quick, simple understanding of what you see as Web 3? You're asking a lawyer to give you a simple definition of something? <laughs> if you can. <laughs> we need to put a couple hours. No, look, the way I'm looking at it is it allows us to take what we're doing right now in real life and create a virtual image or depiction of who we are and what we do. Uh, in the metaverse spaces. So for me, it's meeting clients using avatars in beautiful office settings, whether it's a conference room, a presentation facility, a conference center, where it really does feel, Ben, like you and I are in the same room uh, interacting with each other. It's about embracing new Web3 technologies which complement the metaverse. And I'm talking about blockchain technology, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, smart contracts to help, uh, let's just say to help integrate into the metaverse experience everything that we do for me as a lawyer, but it doesn't matter what you do for a living, what we do for a living and provide a better uh, client experience to, to look at things and do things in a more efficient way. I think with Web3, all of these technologies allow us to do the above and it's also a lot of fun. So being early in a space, uh, building your brand in a space that a lot of other people aren't in right now, uh, a space, by the way, that I think is going to have a greater impact on humanity. And I really mean this. Uh, this is not just another app. This is not just another platform. Web3 and metaverse technologies, there are thousands of metaverses. And I think these thousands of metaverses and Web3 technology are going to have a greater impact on our planet than the printing press, electricity and the inter and the internet as we know it. Okay, this is next level integration, next level communication, next level interaction. And once things come together, ease of use, cost of equipment, the accessibility to certain platforms, once all of these things come together, I think we're going to experience a change, good or bad, right? Good or bad unlike anything we've ever seen. So I've always been one of those people where I want to be on that train when it's leaving the station and have some control over which direction and how fast we get there, as opposed to sitting back and, and, and watching everyone go that direction and wondering what's happened. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time right now. Yeah, so there's multiple layers to what you've just kind of broken down for us there. And, you know, I think let's just dive into some of those layers because one of the first things you mentioned there was web3 is as enabling 
you know, meeting in virtual spaces and, you know, in beautiful virtually designed offices, you know, where you are as if you are in person, but you're, you're an avatar of yourself, right? Using a term that people are probably familiar with. I'm interested to hear from you, like what, what, what benefit do you see or how does technology like blockchain and, you know, even things like cryptocurrency that people hear about, um, what, how does that tie into that use case for, for Web3? Because it, it, some people may listening may remember things like Second Life or these kind of almost computer game kind of environments which were using Web2 technologies, which is just basically a multiplayer game kind of a platform, right, where you come in and you can talk through the microphone, you can walk around, you can be in a virtual space with other people. How's this different now, in your opinion? Well, it's for the reasons you just mentioned that I was never interested in those platforms. I mean, that, that to me is not exciting. Okay, what's exciting to me is being immersed in a 3D environment, a virtual environment through a headset, because it feels like you and I are sitting right across from each other. When we reach out and give each other a knuckle bump, we can actually do that and exchange contact information at the same time based upon how we have our settings. Um, I think the big difference has to do with a couple of different things. Number one, we now have high-speed internet and high-speed processing. We also have 5G. And I think the technology we're talking about today uh, requires that type of basic technology. We also have a completely new mindset of the consumer, what they expect when it comes to doing business that we haven't had before because of COVID-19, because of social distancing, uh, remote working, remote interactions. It's something that consumers actually expect, believe it or not, for example, lawyers to be able to do. Before COVID-19, the legal profession was at the bottom of the 17 primary major tech sectors. Three-fourths of the way through COVID-19, assuming we're coming out at the other end, and that's another show for another time, but as of about eight months ago, the legal profession rose to the top, if not the top, of those same 17 sectors. And it has to do with people being aware of how we're communicating in today's world. And I think because of all of these different dynamics, we're in a completely new sandbox. Things, things are changing. Uh, consumer acceptance has changed. And frankly, the technology has changed. For example, going into a, a metaverse platform where the conference rooms are just beautiful. They're the kind of conference rooms I'm proud to uh, meet a high paying client in, as opposed to some of the platforms, excuse me, I'm sorry, some of the platforms that look like games or Lego characters running around, right? Uh, these yeah. platforms are simply a click and a password away. It's as easy to enter into these platforms as it is for you and I to jump on this platform or maybe to jump into a Zoom. And I think because of all of these reasons, um, in addition to many, many more, that's why this is something that's just taking off. All of the Fortune 1000 companies are either investing or building out a Web3 or Metaverse pr uh, presence. We have. 10,000 or more companies building out one direct or indirect aspect of a metaverse uh, element into their business model. I haven't even mentioned meta because it has nothing to do with my excitement. But when I look at what all the big players around the world are focusing on and interesting 
interested in. Uh, I've never been accused of bring, being the sharpest knife in the drawer, but that's an indication to me that this is where our attention needs to be. And I think when you couple all of these things with non-fungible token NFT technology, I think the sky's the limit and, the, and there are no, uh, subject to the limits of our own imagination, anything we want to do, we can now do now on a global basis. And that just is exciting to me. You know, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, Ben, that used to spend thousands of dollars to fly from California to New York to meet an expert witness and then fly back that same night to be with my family. I remember life before the Internet. OK, I don't take any of this for granted. And now we can do all that in a metaverse. I can meet an expert in a conference room. We can rotate the 3D object, the defective product at issue or for your community. Um, we can bring up video and we can edit it in real time together with people from all over the world who are appearing in our conference rooms. It's just simpler. It's faster. It's easier. It's more efficient. And it's also a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I want to dive into, you mentioned the role NFTs might play in this space as well, but I just want to bounce around for a little bit on, for my audience, there's been a significant shift in the way that businesses have needed to adopt video technology, even just in remote selling and, uh, you know, video in communications, right? In sales, in internal team communications through through COVID, but it was a, you know, it was something that was already on its way, uh, you know, as far as the adoption of Zoom and video calling and Skype and so on. So that's been happening over a number of years. And I see, I see what you're talking about here in the use of metaverses in that Web3 space as the next level, as kind of the next evolution of that. And I'm really interested and I don't, I don't know what the answer is here, but I'm really interested just to hear from you. If you see, how is this just going to change the way business is done globally? Do you think it's going to, I mean, I feel it's going to open things up, right? So it's going to break down those international borders. What, what's your thoughts on that? It is going to open up things uh, and create more opportunities unlike ever before. I think what's going to happen is as AI develops, as artificial intelligence develops, what we're seeing is real-time translation. So regardless of who you are, what language you speak, you and I can be in a virtual conference room speaking our native tongue, but, but uh, hearing a in real-time translation of what's going on. And I think communication is what brings people together. And this technology is here now. It's just getting better and better literally on a weekly basis, for example. We had a, uh, a metaverse meetup where my son and I have a company that we put together. He's in his last semester of university. He graduates next month and it's a metaverse consulting agency. And so what Garrett and I do is we'll grab a bunch of people and we'll just meet in a different metaverse each week and we'll check it out and we'll play around with the different tools and we'll show people how to take an image of their face from their phone, their webcam from their desktop and use AI to integrate it onto their avatar body. So when you and I are in the metaverse, we feel like we're looking at each other because it's your face, it's your facial expressions, your lips, your eyes, your cheeks, your hands, everything's moving. Um, and it really does feel like we, we're right there in the same room. But uh, two weeks ago, what we did, it was actually two weeks ago, is we invited a lot of people onto a virtual yacht. And it was a beautiful yacht 
at night under the stars, just just, you know, 4K resolution where you actually felt like you were on a yacht. And we had a 120 foot screen floating over the water under the stars uh, and showing videos on the screen. Any video or picture that you can show on on Zoom or on your desktop or phone, you can display in these particular metaverse environments. And so what we did is we had everyone standing around and we showed a couple of interesting videos on some different products. And it was just a, a unique and different way to use video to make an impact, to take the conversation to the next step. So that might be one way uh, your community that's you know heavily involved with video might wanna take what they're doing but then present it in a whole new way. And what's interesting is for the individuals that wanted to continue the conversation and close a couple of deals with us, we were able to simply pull up our digital tablet, tap on it and take them from the deck of this yacht into a private, beautiful office space where we're now sitting across from a conference table and closing the deal with digital documents and DocuSign. So it was a much uh, more seamless transition that many people have never been in, I think, which is what helps us close these deals. So it's kind of fun. It's a lot of new opportunities out there to kind of kick the tires and have some fun and change things up a little bit. Yeah, I think that just opens up so so many exciting possibilities. The, the way that you've described that way of doing business and I think underneath some of that as well is that integration between Web2 technologies, you mentioned like DocuSign, which has become fairly ubiquitous in business, this ability to digitally and authentically sign documents without physically using a pen and paper, right? Isn't that um, amazing? But I think when you, when you tie that in with the idea of smart contracts and NFTs underneath that, it enables real business and real transactions to be done you know, absolutely and 100% in that digital space. Right? It's, it's different and it catches people by surprise. When you and I meet, you're going to be surprised at how, how real the experience is. It's, it's a very intimate professional experience. And when it rained here in Southern California, I don't know if it rains too much in Australia, but it rained here in Southern California. It, I love the rain, but it threw everybody off. And so all of our morning appointments coming down from Los Angeles to Orange County wanted to cancel or reschedule or jump on the phone or whatever. And uh, we offered uh, everyone uh, the opportunity to meet with me in our virtual conference room. And two potential tech clients took us up on that. Uh, they already had their Oculus Quest 2 headsets. And so when we were in there, uh, I was doing my spiel with one of them. And after about 60 seconds, like, time out, Mitch, time out, stop. You're our guy. We want you as our lawyer. Within 60 seconds, because of the environment that I invited them into, which, you know, actually told a lot of stories, right? They're like, okay, here's a lawyer that uh, is doing things that other lawyers aren't doing. That He understands the technology that we want to talk to him about. We're having an experience that we've never had before with a law firm. These are all marketing and branding factors, right? Because it was just as easy for me to meet them in in this uh, particular space than it would have been to pick up the phone and call them or meet them on Zoom. And the platforms that we're using to do this, I just want to get this out there because I have no financial interest in these platforms, but these are the platforms we're using that I think really give a good first impression everybody. One platform is Spatial 
spatial.io, S-P-A-T-I-A-L.io. Another platform that we're using for our conference rooms and our presentations is engagevr.io. We're also using glue.work. And for internal meetings, we're using the Horizon, the Oculus Horizon workrooms, which is in beta. It's not as user-friendly to use, but when I sit down in Horizons, my laptop and my desktop, I feel like I'm sitting at my desk. I can type, I can use my web browser, I can do whatever I want to do and have meetings with people across the street or on the other side of the world. So I think for all those reasons, Ben, it's just, it's just one of these things where, um, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And I grew up riding, I grew up on a ranch in Tucson, Arizona. No technology, grew up horseback riding, playing cowboy uh, back in the day. And I can tell you, when we have guests that would come out to the ranch, the first time they were on the back of a horse, um, it was an uncomfortable situation. They were afraid of the animal. They were usually sore for a day. But by the end of the week, guess what? They looked forward to the morning fast ride. They would just hop up on the horse. They trot and gallop. They, they just didn't want to leave. They wanted to take the horse back home with them. And I think, I think Web3 is kind of the same way. It's like throwing your, your leg over the saddle for the first time in Web3. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to learn some new things. But after a week, after 10 to 15 hours of, of playing around in these platforms and on some of the technology that we've been talking about, uh, I think everyone's going to be pretty comfortable about, you know, what they're doing and, and some things that they can tweak moving forward uh, with their business or their practices. You've mentioned there, Mitch, using th tools like VR headsets like Oculus Quest. Is it necessary to uh, meet in these spaces to have that sort of technology? It's not, and the spaces that I just suggested are all available to our clients through their phones, their tablets, their laptops, or their desktops. Having said that, uh, if you do access these spaces using a headset, a compatible headset that integrates with these platforms, your experience is going to be improved by a factor of about 95%. It's night and day, right? It's not even the yeah. same thing. So much so that once we started getting into this, we actually purchased 10 Oculus Quest 2s for our clients so that if they did want to uh, take advantage of our virtual conference rooms, uh, they can leave the firm with an Oculus and we can meet within these spaces. So I like the fact that people uh, who aren't interested in using a headset can still participate in the presentation or the meeting, but then it's more of a Zoom type of experience uh, but when it's when it's all said and done, it comes down to what the clients want. Uh, the most important question we ask a client at the end of an initial consultation, once we're retained, is how would you like us to communicate with you? And this has been our favorite question for 20 years. And at first, you know, the, the, the answer was, well, just, you know, snail mail or a phone call. And then it progressed as social media came along with, well, can you message me on Facebook or can we communicate on Twitter DM or do lawyers use Instagram DM? And my answer has always been absolutely no problem. My pleasure. Subject to state bar rules, I, I don't have a problem with communicating with you any way that you'd like me to. Um, with attorney-client privilege, you know, always, always taking a priority. And I think with the, uh, with the metaverse spaces, we do the same thing. The platforms that we're using are platforms that anyone can use. And uh, I will tell you, obviously, I think the younger uh, clients are the ones that are a little bit 
more open to meeting in the virtual spaces, but that's fine. I love being around younger people. It keeps me young and, uh, and, and it's also a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. So I, I do want to get into, um, you know, the use of NFTs and maybe the impact that blockchain technology could have on the world of video marketing, just to kind of shoot the breeze a bit with you about that shortly. But before we move on from meeting and, and meeting in the metaverse, like we've been talking about, I just want to, I just want to share that the way I feel about this is I don't think that human nature and human psychology changes in these spaces. I think if anything, mm. this sort of technology adds to that. It, it empowers more of that human connection regardless of physical location. And I, Thank you. I think for, Thank you. for many people that maybe look at, even look at what these sorts of platforms look like, the technology is improving daily as far as the quality of the um, environment that is built in that 3D space. Um, and I think that it won't be very long until it feels as natural and as real as being in, in the room with someone else. Yeah, for, for good or bad, right? I mean, one of, you know, I'm writing a book, the Metaverse Handbook, Ben, and the reason it's not out yet is because friends of mine will keep suggesting a new chapter. One of the most recent suggestions had to do with taking care of your mental and physical well-being and health. Yeah. Because I will tell you, when you put on a headset, time flies by. Oftentimes, you're not hydrating, you're not eating. Maybe you're ignoring your family if you're still working from home and they're downstairs. Uh, and so you want to take all of these new, very realistic uh, experiences you know, into consideration uh, with everything else that's going on in your life. Um, along those same lines, I think what's important is uh, we might have some mutual friends that are just world-renowned keynote speakers, and they've joined me in some of my metaverse spaces. And they'll show up as an avatar, and the avatar is just kind of sitting there. It's just kind of going like this, right? And so because I'm a trial lawyer and I love communicating to my, you know, my, juror, my juries, um, what I have talked about in the book and what I talk to my friends about is you know, focus on your communication skills. When you are an avatar in the metaverse, you know, use your hands, okay? Because your hands, your hand controllers, it, it's depicted in how your avatar uh, appears to somebody else. Focus on your facial expressions, your smile, your cheek uh, movements, your eye movements, they're all being displayed to the other person through your avatar. Work the room, use anchor points. You know, when you're speaking, move your avatar from the left side of the room to the right side of the room, sit down, stand up, make sure you're just not standing in one spot. Use oral communication skills when you're in a metaverse space. Use creative storytelling approaches. Uh, incorporate metaphors into the conversation. Voice inflection, sometimes you wanna pause and talk quietly and other times you want to get excited right and i think people that embrace communication skills with everything else that we've talked about in a virtual space are those same people that are going to find success in really anything that they're doing in the virtual platforms 
Yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, it's just about still being human, right? I think that that's the same sort of uh, advice I give people when they're doing presentations over over Zoom or Google Meet. You know, it's that same thing. It's, you can still be you. You can still move naturally. You still give the same sort of energy. It's just doing it through a video call. And what you're sharing there is that even in these virtual spaces, it's it's the same it's the same thing. Well, but you tell them, Ben, you tell them, look at the webcam, make eye contact, right? Make eye contact instead of me looking down here at you. You talk to them about having a good audio. You talk to them about having a great internet connection so that the experience is good for everybody. And these same things apply in real life when I'm in court. I want it to be a great experience for everybody involved. And the same thing applies to the metaverse. So I'm really glad you brought that up because old school skills and techniques work really well in a Web3 environment. Absolutely. So I'm interested now just to to move on from, from meeting in those virtual spaces and and talk about this just this space in general when it comes to to my audience here for the Engage Video Marketing podcast of video marketers, video producers, who, you know, we we really did move, um, depending on how long we've been in the industry for, from producing for an offline space, you know, producing video content for, you know, when I started for DVDs and even, well, originally even for, for tape delivery to, you know, delivering in DVDs and then primarily now most of what any corporate video producer is producing is for web two delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see the... Video, the world of video marketing. I know this isn't exactly your space, but I'm sure you've got some thoughts on it. How do you see the world of video marketing changing as we kind of move into to Web3? Drastically. Uh, unbelievably so. Unlike anything you've ever seen before. And it's, it's going to be because of Web3 and NFT technology. What's going to happen is any video content that your community creates, instead of uploading it to a social media site, to YouTube or to another platform, it's going to be converted into an NFT. That NFT is going to be on the Web3 blockchain. There's going to be smart contract technology built into it. And don't get all worked up about, for those of you listening that aren't programmers, about all the technical stuff. All of this stuff is going to be built in. And what's going to happen is your content is going to be distributed across the blockchain using smart contracts, uh, using AI to get in front of the right recipient for your message, okay? AI's working in the background to make all of this happen. With NFTs, uh, they're called unlockable NFTs, which mean you can build into the NFT that's hosting your video uh, hash, hash or digital uh, signature on the blockchain, different royalty programs so that if you're selling your video or if there's multiple sales or if you're a creator or an artist, there are different ways where you can automatically receive a royalty without having to bring an agent or a middleman involved uh, in the distribution of your video content. So I think when you look at the ability to incorporate uh, the royalty aspect of marketing, sales, and business into NFT, non-fungible token technology that's used for the hosting of your videos or other creative content, and you're putting it out there in a Web3 environment, in a decentralized environment where no one company is controlling who can or can't watch your video. 
is decentralized across servers around the world. I think smart creators that embrace this technology and do the things that I've just mentioned are the ones that are positioning themselves for success, For are the ones that are creating the opportunity to have their content distributed in more places, uh, in different ways, uh, in shorter periods of time, and are also the creators that are going to be creating brands that don't even exist as of this moment right now, because they're the ones that tapped into this new power um, to create and distribute their video content. So I think I think this is going to be a game changer. It's, it's, it's going to be, if you remember back in the day, did you have Blockbuster in Australia? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah, Blockbuster. And it's gone the, the same day. way as Blockbuster in the US. You know, Blockbuster, and then and then with um, uh, Netflix, what I see happening with uh, traditional entertainment industry, and I've got a lot of friends out here in Southern California and Los Angeles who are very well-known entertainment lawyers and agents, you guys. And what's happening is they realize the old business model isn't going to be around 10 years from now. That's how fast things are changing. And I think if you embrace this technology, if you, for example, uh, there's a great book out, uh, it's called The NFT Handbook, and it's written by Matt Fortnow, who's a lawyer in Los Angeles. He's a legend in the music industry, and his co-author is Q. Harrison Terry, who is Mark Cuban's community manager. And it's a great read. Uh, if, you know, if you wanna learn about NFTs, it'll lay out a strong foundation for everybody uh, regarding what we're talking about. Chapter nine is the legal aspects of NFTs. Intellectual property rights, privacy rights, right to publicity, contract law, all of these things apply in the content you're creating and you'll be embedding and distributing within NFT. So I encourage your audience, definitely get the NFT handbook. It's really good. And, um, and then see what resonates with you, with what's described in the book, that you can take, uh, add your, you know, your creative juices to, to create your non-fungible token technology in a way that nobody else is. It, it's exciting. I think it's going to change every, everything, Ben, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this lately and, you know, for listeners that are still really uncertain about this space, NFTs are way more than just JPEGs of, of monkeys, right? So I, I do encourage you to go and learn a bit more yes, and, and dive into this space because it is going to change the way that we do business. And some of the things I've been thinking about, Mitch, and interested to get your thoughts on this is I think that there's, there's two things as, as video professionals that um, two ways we can look at this. The first way is if, if we're video creators, so if we're, say, documentary filmmakers or, you know, we're making content for our own purposes, then NFTs enable, like, minting that video, that film as an NFT on the blockchain enables us to monetize that content. You know, we can easily build into that and it'll be more easy as the platform moves forward in the future, I believe you know, we'll be able to easily get paid globally by audiences without having to rely on third party platforms to kind of be our, you know, sell access to our content. So that that's the first one. But what I think is more interesting, and I'm a bit unsure exactly where this is going to go, but, you know, as video producers that are traditionally paid by our clients to make content for our clients, it opens up a whole other business model, potentially, which is the idea that, 
and this is where I might get your thoughts on this, Mitch, but I think that we won't get paid in the same way that we used to. I think that instead of getting paid, say, $10,000 to make a corporate video, I think instead, potentially, we will be, through the power of smart contracts, we will be contracted to produce a video. We will have a stake in that video controlled by the the smart contract underneath, um, which will basically mean that we will get paid effectively royalties every time that video is used by that that company, or maybe it's based on the sales volume that that video leads to for the company or the underlying profit growth of the company over the five years after producing this brand video, right? I think that can all be, with the technology we're talking about, that can be written into a smart contract, which is not, the reason why that doesn't work today is because that relies on the company I don't know, reporting their earnings back to some video producer they worked with five years ago. And they're not going to do that, right? But I think, yeah, what do you think about that? The idea that it, it enables Spot a different on. way of doing business. Spot on. No, absolutely. And let me just say, that's just the start. So, so before we went live, I talked to you about some conversations I've had with movie industry executives along the lines of what you just talked about. And let me just say what you just shared is the tip of the iceberg. Okay, yeah. so everyone needs to take what Ben just said and think to yourself, how else can I monetize this experience? What else can I do in the production and distribution process to add value, uh, you know, but to also uh, create different monetary opportunities? And I'm not at liberty to discuss these things today. Maybe in six months we can. And I might be able to get someone on the show with, with Ben uh, to help elaborate on what I'm referring to. But what you just said is what every creator needs to pay attention to. Uh, at the same time, these NFTs are unlockable. So unlike a traditional video, what may happen is somebody may purchase the content, distribute it, and every fifth NFT may actually give access to a user, a viewer, um, the ability to attend the next company conference at a 50% discount or backstage VIP passes to meet the keynote speaker. You can incorporate into your video, which is an NFT, anything you want that's unlockable, access to a website, access to investment opportunities, access to uh, sitting down with you know somebody at lunch and talking, talking about investments, if it's an investment company. And so I think the creators that um, that uh, incorporate these new approaches and new ideas into what they're already doing. That's where it gets really, really interesting. And things are changing. Things are, uh, uh, from what I can see on the near horizon, things are drastically changing. I think on the far horizon, there are things that we haven't even thought about that, that are going to be incorporated, especially into your industry. When you look at AI and the blockchain and smart contracts working together, where you may have someone that just specializes in intros to corporate videos. You may have somebody that specializes in exits or calls to action. You may have somebody that specializes in different types of techniques with video editing. And with all of these components put together, uh, the right company using the right NFTs can actually piecemeal different sections uh, of the of the video to create a final piece of content that then has this unlockable royalty uh, revenue generating you know source within it 
that you can then distribute and piece and take apart and do whatever you want with. And yeah, I'm with you, Ben. It's, it's exciting. And we're looking at the same thing with the legal industry. How can we take what we're already doing and use the technology you just mentioned, the same approach when it comes to litigation, when it comes to getting ready for trial, when it comes to mediation and settlement agreements. And there are ways that it can be done. And I'm just glad to be alive at this point in our history and be a, be a very small part of this process. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. And I think the simplest, you know, for, for my listeners, the simplest way to really think about the shift in, in this technology for our industry is even if you think about the, the idea of, um, royalty free or stock video creation, right? So it's very, it's a very small aspect of the industry, right? But purely the way that that functions today, where you, you, you pay, to get access to royalty-free content to use in in your uh, in your video productions, you know, I think it's easy for people to start to understand that when you take away that middleman of that, um, you know, iStock company or Shutterstock or whatever, and it's simply you can create content as potential stock video. You can put it out into onto the blockchain, and anyone can take it and they can use it. But there is built into that through the smart contract your royalty. There's no way for someone to access and use that content without them paying, you know, it's their gonna juice, be exciting. you know, it's going to be exciting, so, you know, for, for your, your viewers and your community members that use Grammarly, for example, when you're, when you're writing and you're having Grammarly checking your grammar and your spelling, there's also a plagiarism link where you can click to see whether or not what you've just written or copied and pasted, are you plagiarizing someone else's work? And I think in your industry, what we're going to see is when these NFT video content creation projects are added to the blockchain and become part of a smart contract, AI, just like the, the uh, plagiarism check in Grammarly, will be checking for IP violations or IP issues. And it's going to keep creators and artists out of trouble, out of that gray area. And I think yeah. the automated legal behind the scenes, assuming you give your particular platform access to do this, right? The user's going to have privacy control. But I, what I see happening is creators will be able to click and check and make sure and confirm that nobody's IP rights, intellectual property rights have been violated. Uh, depending on which country you're in, there may be some privacy rights involved too. And I think it's just going to create a more... Uh, positive and focused workflow, resulting in less issues for creators. And when it's all said and done, more value for the end user. Yeah. Super interesting space. I think we could talk about this for, for hours, um, but we won't. I just want to, <laughs> want to leave listeners with the idea that, you know, I feel that our job is as video producers, as video creators, video marketers, it, it'll still be to create and to communicate to deliver value, right? What we've always been doing. But I think what we're talking about here today will change the landscape that we work on to do what we do. And it may not be quite here yet, but I think that those that, that dive in now, learn quickly and adapt, they'll have a big advantage moving forward. Certainly that's the space that I want to be in as well. And hopefully listeners of this podcast want to be that uh, head of the curve as well. So just to leave us here, Mitch, what would you say is that for people that are interested following our conversations and they haven't really dug into this space very much, what's the starting point? Where, where can people get started and not get overwhelmed? 
Yeah, that's you know, it's a great question, and I uh, I'll tell you what the way my mind is wired is I have dived in and I've read the books and I've been to the platforms and I'm trying to digest as much good stuff as I can. Um, there are a lot of 15 minute Google experts out there that are jumping on social audio that are doing YouTube videos or claiming to be experts and, and they're not right. Some of the advice I'm seeing is really, really bad. Um, what I would suge suggest is start with the NFT handbook, like I mentioned earlier in the show. I think it's really, really well written. And um, if your viewers are interested in uh, Web3, Metaverse, Law and Business, I've got a LinkedIn uh, newsletter that I think is pretty good. And what I do is I just dive deep on many of the things that we've already talked about. Uh, there's no selling. Um, it's just like this is the platform we're using. This is how we're using it. This is how we're incorporating NFT and blockchain into this particular platform. So if anyone would like to, to get up to speed, uh, I'll tell you what I told my son three months ago. Read the first five or six issues of my newsletter because I cover everything I think you need to know as a business owner to really understand, embrace, and leverage the power of these platforms. Even after the first five or six issues, you're going to be so far ahead of your competition. It's unbelievable. And uh, the link is over at my blog, MitchJackson.com. So I think that's probably a great place to start, Ben. Awesome. Hey, thanks very much for that, Mitch. So we will have all the links to the platforms uh, for virtual meeting that Mitch talked about earlier in this in this show and to his blog and to LinkedIn newsletter. All of that stuff will be in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 242, 242. Wow. Mitch Jackson, Congratulations. thanks for joining me on the show. You're welcome. That's amazing. Congratulations, Ben. It was a pleasure to, to meet you and be here. And if anyone has questions, reach out. I'm always here for you and your community. All right, there you go. What did you think of today's episode? What came up for you? What questions have you got that we didn't get to? I'm really interested to hear from you. And I'm not just saying that. This episode has really got me fired up and really interested in maybe, hopefully, finding more guests that I can bring to this podcast to uh, to dive into this this space for you because I think that like I said in this episode that it's the people who are getting ahead of the curve here the people who are you know staying ahead and learning to adapt and change with this landscape that is changing around us they're the people that are going to have a big advantage and that's you who listens to this podcast that's what this podcast is all about giving you that advantage as a video strategist as a video marketer so I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or DMs on Instagram at engage underscore Ben. Let's open a conversation about the way you think that Web3 is going to impact on the world of video production, video marketing, and this video strategy space that we're all so passionate about. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you have enjoyed today's episode, uh, you can find all the links that Mitch shared at engagevideomarketing.com slash 243. That's where we've got links to Mitch's book and to other technologies that we talked about, spatial.io and so on over there. Everything all in one place, engagevideomarketing.com slash 243. So that's it from me for this episode, but it's not it from me as far as hearing about this space because I'm going to bring more episodes back for you very soon when I can find the right guests. So if you know anyone, let me know. And um, I'll be back with you next week. 
with another interview episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Take care and have a great day. I'm serious. Send me a message. I want to hear from you.